So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio. teachings of the Catholic Church that can be hard to grasp, understand when you're in the thick of things is that church doesn't believe in divorce. Cheating isn't cause for any form of divorce. There's no such thing as divorce in the Catholic Church. There is such a thing as annulment. That's where your marriage is made null, meaning there was never a marriage to begin with. I'll talk a little bit about that later on, but I think this topic is important because we're hearing the stir of conversation about Maroon 5 lead vocalist Adam Levine and the cheating accusations that were leveled against him over the past weeks with uh, the fact that he's cheating, that it's come out on his wife model, Bahati Prince. He's completely denied accusations, but he has admitted to inappropriate conversations with women. I'll talk about that story and where they're headed. And I think it's some really great hope. But as this story has been stirring in the culture lately, one real crisis that many people experience within their marriages is betrayal trauma. Betrayal trauma uh, can affect both men and women. It's seen even the children can experience this betrayal trauma. Uh, but one area in particular I want to focus on is within the context of marriage and relationships. Joining me now is Jim O'Day, the Executive Director of Integrity Restored, helping people to restore and take back their integrity, the integrity of their marriages and relationships after betrayal trauma, after having experienced a sexual addiction, cheating, uh, pornography use, all of that. So check them out at integritystore.com. We'll post the link on social media as well as in the podcast notes. Jim, welcome back to Trending. Can you help us understand what betrayal trauma is? Sure, Timory. First of all, thanks so much for having me on again. Um, the good news is we know so much more now today about betrayal trauma uh, than we did before. Unfortunately, a lot of why we know that is because, number one, it's so common. And number two, we have so much uh, information and, and research on PTSD because betrayal trauma and PTSD, the symptoms, the manifestations, uh, what's happening are very similar. So betrayal trauma, the scientific definition is that betrayal trauma is a condition that is specific to victims of betrayal. That betrayal can be infidelity uh, in the real world, infidelity in the virtual world. It can be financial uh, betrayal or fraud in the relationship or emotional abuse can be a, a betrayal trauma. And so scientifically, we know a lot more about this. But here's where I think there's an important distinction uh, between PTSD and betrayal trauma. And that is you can't experience betrayal trauma where there was not a deep sense um, of safety, of trust in the first mm, place. Mm -hmm, mm, and isn't that the heart of the wound? That that is a lot, That's something to be mourned, yes. uh, something that often, I even think of the story of 
Adam Levine and that goes public that other people know about or even just to have your spouse or whoever it is that was involved for them to know that that cuts to the core of who we are to have someone betray us at that level. Well, this is something I tell women all the time in my work here at Integrity Restored. When, when that deep sense of trust is betrayed and ruptured, it's probably the most debilitating thing that has ever happened to you in your life. And women are really, really shocked at all the things they're feeling and, and what their body's doing and what's happening. And some of the key things we have to be able to tell the women in our life or the women that God puts into our life is while you're going through this, it's important to remember a couple things. You're not crazy because they're going to think they're crazy. Their body is reacting in, in, in strange ways to them. They don't know what to do. You're not emotionally unstable. And that's something that the betrayer uses quite often. Mm-hmm. You are not unlovable. Mm. Isn't that true? I was thinking. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. I Go keep ahead. thinking about model Bahani Prince Lou, the wife of Adam Levine, and all these cheating accusations have come out publicly, and she's pregnant with their third child. And I was thinking about how emotionally heavy such a crisis is when an accusation of cheating comes out about your spouse, and all the more so while you're pregnant, and the way that that hits so many people, and yet that's the reality of what many women are experiencing, whether it's been physical cheating um, that a spouse has gone through, or or perhaps it's been via, you know, finding out that your spouse is looking at pornography. Mm. And, and it's far too common uh, condition, honestly, Timory. I mean, I tell people all the time, I've probably said it on your show before. If you yourself are not struggling with pornography addiction or betrayal trauma, you absolutely know and love someone who is. Mm. And I guarantee you, Adam's wife or, or girlfriend, are they married? I'm not sure. Yes, they're um, married. They're expecting their third baby. Okay. His, his wife. Here's the thing, and, and this is one of the most debilitating parts of betrayal trauma. She feels all alone in it. Mm-hmm. She feels absolutely alone. And those, those symptoms that are exhibiting themselves because she's pregnant are even going to be... Um, you know, raised up by a factor of 10, the, the loss of self-esteem, the anger, the guilt, the, the hypervigilance. I want to go through his phone. I want to put a tracker on him. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And I don't know what her faith belief system is, but that's been rocked to the core as well. And so the, the loneliness and the isolation, the physical symptoms... Uh, on top of her pregnancy, insomnia, um, pain, just random pain in the body, digestive and stomach issues, headaches, sweats, nausea. I, I can't imagine what this poor woman's going through. 
Mm-hmm. And now are those, I know you're kind of talking about some of the pregnancy symptoms, but you're also talking about what are no, I'm symptoms talking of betrayal, about betrayal trauma. trauma symptoms. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And not to be confused, and, I know we're talking about, you know, the the story, but betrayal trauma, again, if you can just say that, the digestive issues, the, the insomnia, absolutely. all of that. So the most common list of physical responses to betrayal trauma is insomnia, un unknown body pains. Why am I hurting? The digestive issues are a big one. Uh, Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, uncontrollable sweats, shaking, racing heart. I mean, you can literally, your body can get itself into such a state you feel like you're dying Mm -hmm. because your body is reacting to this terrible, horrible, deep wound. Well, and isn't that, a part yeah, of your soul to. suffering that? I and mean, isn't your soul mourning something that's been broken and damaged within that experience? Well, of of course, and and as I said, as I said before, that can't happen unless there's such a deep sense of safety and trust. And when that's taken away from you, um, it's devastating. And, 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 and I don't know Adam or his wife, and I don't know the story, but the denial, the gaslighting, I'm sure all that's happening. Mm-hmm. And just to bring um, a little detail, because I think that it's helpful, Adam Levine, the lead singer from Maroon 5, everyone knows the song, Sunday Morning, uh, he accusations have come out against him that he's been cheating. He's come out publicly acknowledging that he had inappropriate conversations, but denies any physical cheating accusations. And as the story unfolds, it does bring to mind this question. Is there a difference? And one of the listeners is asking this. Is there a difference between inappropriate texting and a physical affair? And how is that impacted by betrayal trauma? Hmm. Uh, I will just tell you from my work at, integrity restored um, the the wound that it causes is no different because it's all based upon that sense of security and trust and now that has been ruptured I've had mm. many women say to me well I guess looking back it's better that he didn't physically have an affair you know I kind of divide it into into two realms IRL in the real world and IVL in the virtual world, right? In the virtual life. Um, And I always ask them, is your heart still not broken? And they always answer the same, Timory. Yes, my heart is still broken. So the difference between an emotional affair and a physical affair, that's a very thin line. I want to mention before we forget a resource of Integrity Restore, which is a bloomforcatholicwomen.com. That's bloom, B-L-O-O-M, for catholicwomen.com. We'll post a link on social media as well as in the podcast notes. But that is a project of Integrity Restore, specifically working with women who have experienced betrayal trauma. I hear so often from women of all ages who are going through this, and men experience it as well, but it does seem a little more common in my experience that this is often the problem that women are experiencing, especially with the betrayal of pornography. Oh, it's it's 
it's so common today, and it doesn't matter how old you are, um, how young you are, what your faith practices. I mean, I have couples I'm working with that for years have been daily mass goers. And, and the husband is struggling with pornography and the wife is suffering through um, recovery from betrayal trauma. So it, it really is an issue that impacts everyone, um, even our children. And, you know, thank God for your show and your bravery for being willing to, to talk about these things and let people know the most important thing, you're not alone and there is hope. Whether you're the addict or you're the betrayed, there is hope. Mm. I've seen hundreds, thousands of people uh, recover from their addiction or from their betrayal trauma. I've seen marriages renewed and flourishing, but it's a hard thing to do. I would love to hear one of those stories in just a moment. But before we go there, one of the uh, common things I've heard, especially over the last couple of weeks from some of the incredibly strong faith-filled women who are going through this betrayal trauma right now with their spouse is that they are hearing their spouse. So when it's not a physical affair, but perhaps more so a pornographic affair or a lacking custody of the eyes in public and interactions with people where the man will levy back at the woman saying something along the lines of, geez, it's like I've cheated on you. And as if suddenly it's the husband who's the victim because the wife is coming out <laughs> with this extremely emotional uh, and intense response to the betrayal. And how to help because kind of understanding male female brain here how is a way that in the midst of that betrayal a woman can have all of that emotion and communicate or try to communicate clearly uh, to the spouse why this is a form of cheating and why this is a very grave deal to them emotionally as well as to that marriage well to answer your first question um, in that moment, she can't. And that's one of the things that we try and teach women with the Bloom for Catholic Women program and other resources we have at Integrity Restored. When you're in that moment, the deepest part of your brain is activated, right? Uh, fight, flee, uh, freeze. Your higher brain's not thinking. So you cannot communicate effectively at that moment. So one of the skills we teach is, you know, take a few breaths, sleep on it, and then have the conversation with your husband. The most important thing a wife can do in expressing herself is talk to the husband about how much these violations hurt her. Because for so many men, they don't realize that. They don't realize it at all. They're able to totally separate that behavior from the love they feel for their wife. Mm -hmm. And when the woman is able to explain how hurtful that is and how damaging that is, then she's able to help the husband by putting boundaries in place. And those boundaries in the beginning are going to feel punitive to the husband, but they're not. They're in order for the wife to feel safe and secure because that's what we have to build up again. 
that safety and that trust. So a couple of really important things you just touched on that as it might seem like this is a punishment for the husband, the woman's having to rebuild trust. She's putting a boundary up to strengthen that marriage and heal it. But you also mentioned uh, that a husband is often able to completely separate the pornography, the betrayal, the cheating from the love he has for his wife. Can you speak briefly to that? Because that is something very difficult for women to understand. I think it's difficult for men to articulate or understand. Um, but it's something that does need to be discussed. Um, it does. And and there's, for most men, uh, after talking to thousands and thousands of men and in the seven years I've been doing this work, um, most men initially will tell me something like, well, I was just looking at porn. I wasn't cheating on her. Isn't that better? They're able to say, well, that's just me alone in a room, whether they're traveling or at home or whatever, um, not to be crass, but they're scratching their itch, right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, that's what they're doing. And so they don't think anything of it. But when the woman starts to explain how hurtful that is, and when, when men start to understand, one of the common female responses we hear is, well, if he's doing that, my husband doesn't love me. If he's doing that, my husband is not attractive to me. If I was only better in the bedroom, if I only had a bigger chest, if I only, if I only, if I only. And the guys are like, what are you talking about? That's not true at all. This has, they're I thinking this you. has nothing to do with you. And she's saying this has everything to do with me. That's the point. The real, oh, Timory, you're amazing. Right to the heart of the matter. To the man, and in truth, this has nothing to do with the woman. The husband's pornography addiction has nothing to do with the wife and everything to do with the husband's wounds. Right. It doesn't mean it trauma. doesn't disrespect and damage the wife, but it has nothing to do with her. That is exactly correct. That is exactly correct. Of course it disrespects her. Of course it hurts her. Of course it damages her. But she is in no way the cause of it. She could be giving her husband sex five times a night. And if he has those wounds, if he has that trauma in his life, he's still going to find opportunities to look at porn. And even if there is a wound within the marriage, even if there is something going on that is perhaps on the wife's fault, if... If the husband is choosing this as a means to get back at her or as a means to try and fix something or fill a need for himself in the context of their marriage, that's his problem. Like you said, his wound, that's the way he's trying to cope. It, again, it doesn't have anything to do with her. Even if there is a problem with her, she cannot be blamed for that. And and one of the most important healing um milestones, I would say, in betrayal trauma recovery is when the woman finally understands that. Mm. It has nothing to do with her. And her recovery journey has nothing to do with his recovery journey. 
Now, I am going to give your audience some bad news. The man with pornography addiction can generally, with the right work, the, the, the scientific help, the therapy that we always talk about, the three pillars, right? Scientific therapy, an increase in the spiritual life, spiritual direction, and frequent reception of the sacraments, and then finally, community and accountability. The man who does all that is going to proceed more quickly on the recovery path than a woman suffering from betrayal trauma. It's a longer journey for the woman. Hmm. It's, it's a healing sad. of addiction versus the healing of a severe betrayal from someone who should always be there. And I think that that's telling for someone to hear. I know you work with thousands of people at Integrity Restored. IntegrityRestored.com is a resource and BloomForCatholicWomen.com. Can you share with us a story of healing? Because you see the good news happening where these marriages, where there's been phys physical, emotional, uh, all these different forms of cheating and these marriages are able to heal. What's the good news? What are the stories that we're not hearing on this side of it? So we just did a... Uh an in incredible uh, podcast uh, with a couple that, that we've, we've been working with. She went through Bloom for Catholic Women. Uh, they did our uh, Integrity Circle coaching program together. He's done 12-step groups. Um, their marriage is better today than before disclosure. And I know people say, how can that be? Because now their marriage is totally built on transparency and trust. When a couple goes through this kind of struggle, and, and I recommend people listen to this podcast. Go to IntegrityRestored.com and check out our podcast. It's Mike and Margaret. They did an amazing job. Um, when we'll post goes, a link on uh, social media. A, thank you, Timory. When a couple goes through this type of adversity... The, the bond that is forged is so much stronger. And here's the amazing thing that this couple did. Their healing work was, they were relentless in it. They, they both decided, no, we are going to make this our priority. My recovery, Margaret, my recovery, Mike. But then they spoke to their children. And they were able to identify early on which of their kids was struggling with this issue mm -hmm. and get them the help they needed. You see, everybody's family has this. Somebody's struggling. Somebody we love is suffering. And just and, to be clear, when you're you talking right now about the wound of pornography, not that you're having to go and tell your kids all the details of your infidelity, is correct? Oh, that is correct. I'm talking about the wound of pornography. Um, mm -hmm. And, and even then, you don't have to go into a ton of detail with your kids. Right. It's not important. Um, has to be age appropriate. Their kids, <clears throat> excuse me, their kids were, were grown, right? Their kids were um, young adults when they had this conversation. But the fact of the matter is, everybody's got this in their family. Every single person. If it's not uh, somebody struggling with pornography, I used to be able to say men. Now it's men and women both struggling with pornography. 
or your sister, your your cousin, your niece, your mom, you don't know, is she dealing with betrayal trauma in silence and doesn't even know what's going on? It's just that mm-hmm. common. I want to dive more into this topic of betrayal trauma with Jim O'Day, the executive director of Integrity Restored, helping to heal the wounds of sexual addiction, pornography use, and help in healing from betrayal trauma. Check out the programs, integritystored.com, as well as Bloom for Catholic Women. And while we're talking about it, if you are in the crisis of infidelity and betrayal trauma, an excellent book of hope and redemption is the book, Impossible Marriages Redeemed. They didn't end the story in the middle by Layla Miller. The story of finding fidelity in the midst of the brokenness of marriage. We'll also post a link to the podcast of the testimony of people who have worked with Integrity Restored uh, and have seen their marriage come back together and be stronger than ever before. I'll be right back with Jim O'Day. Today's programming is sponsored by Colby Academy, offering a customized Catholic curriculum. Colby Academy knows the ultimate goal of education is to help our children be saints. More info at relevantradio.com slash Colby. Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We're back with Jim O'Day, the Executive Director of Integrity Restored here on Relevant Radio. We've been talking about the wound of betrayal trauma. What is it? What are the symptoms? What's the difference between a man understanding perhaps the betrayal that he is living out and, you know, this idea of, well, what's the big deal? Maybe it wasn't physical cheating or maybe, you know, he's saying, well, I still love you. My betrayal has nothing to do with you. How can we understand those differences? We've unpacked that here on the show. So if you've missed this, you know someone or you yourself are experienced betrayal trauma, please go back and listen to this podcast, relevantradio.com forward slash trending. It'll be available later this evening. Wherever you catch your podcasts, we are there, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. But I want to shift gears a little bit here as we're talking about betrayal trauma. Let's talk, Jim, about the difference between knowing nothing and knowing too much. Kind of this area of maybe sitting in ignorance um, or having too many details. Where's the balance here and how does this impact both the wound and the healing? Well, to me, Timory, this is one of the most important questions in recovery from betrayal trauma. Because what's, what's going to happen, um, the initial reaction is going to be, I feel like I don't even know my husband anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reaction. And, and you're going to feel like nothing about your relationship is true. And that's generally false. It's very, very few cases that I've seen has, has that been true. But it's going to feel that way to you. And you're going to feel like you can't even trust yourself or your own instincts. Because how could I miss this? How didn't I know? What's wrong with me? So because of all those feelings, you're, you're going to exhibit something we call hypervigilance. And that means you want to know everything, all of it, and you want to know it all the time. It's very, very easy during those periods of hypervigilance 
to want to know every detail of the person's porn use, how often, what kind, why that, what happened, how many times, blah, blah, blah. But the problem is, one, that's an exhausting state for you to stay in. And it's really not important for his recovery or your recovery. In order for your husband to recover, you have to let him do the hard work. You as the wife can't be his cop. That's on him. So women always say, well, Jim, what do I need to know? And, and I have four questions that I think sum it up. How long has this been going on? Has he been acting out in other ways? Has he tried to stop and failed? And is he willing to get help? So those, those are the, the questions. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. So instead of focusing on needing to know the detail, hyper-focus, as you say, hyper-vigilance on knowing everything all the time, those four questions that can help a woman in her moving forward and him moving out of it, how long, you mentioned, is he acting out in other ways? Has he tried to stop? Is it working? And is he willing to stop? I think those are so important. So how do we navigate it from those four questions? Well, and I think here's where we, we go back to the uh, three pillars again. For both parties, it's really important that they start their individual recovery journey. Too many couples, in my opinion, run to marriage counseling when that happens. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. But my recommendation would be the wife goes to counseling for her betrayal trauma, the husband goes to counseling for his pornography addiction, and then when there's some recovery progress, individually, then you come together and do the marriage counseling to, together as a couple. And that, at that point, almost 100% of the time, Timory, almost 100% of the time, I've seen the biggest problem in the marriage is communication. And that's where the marriage therapy can help then. But if you go to marriage therapy too early in this process without healing the other wounds, and the marriage therapist likely is going to key in on, well, you guys don't communicate well, and is trying to help the couple develop communication skills, it's going to fail miserably. Because the other, the other areas her wound of betrayal trauma and his wound of, of pornography addiction have not been healed yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Your, your healing approach at Integrity Restored and Bloom for Catholic Women, we'll post a link to those websites, follows a very therapeutic, scientifically proven 
success for healing from betrayal trauma and pornography addiction so it makes sense when you talk about you know the separate healing to then come back together and restore the marriage because we can't give what we don't have and when there's that level of brokenness individually we can't expect to heal together at the same time i think that's such an important point you mentioned the three pillars of healing again we talk about those often when you're here on trending can you briefly summarize those three pillars of healing to move forward and beyond this addiction and betrayal trauma sure uh, number one is science scientific therapy and counseling there's there's real brain reasons why this stuff is happening and you need the therapy and the counseling to get to the root of it number two is the increase in the spiritual life i know one of the difficult things is um that we recommend finding a spiritual director people like how do i do that well we just had another cool podcast i'll send you that link too um, with with someone who trains spiritual directors for a living and they have a great database so finding a spiritual director and then increasing your spiritual life right frequent reception of the sacraments especially the sacrament of recon the sacrament of reconciliation yes and I'm then so finally glad the third pillar that. Yes. We'll come back to confession in a second. What's the third pillar? The third pillar is what we, we call it community and accountability. See, the mm -hmm. thing is we can't do this alone. And so you have to get a support network who is not your spouse. So for a porn addict, it needs to be other men who've successfully negotiated this. And for women, it needs to be another woman who's experienced betrayal trauma and now is working on the recovery part of the marriage. And so we can't do this alone. So finding that community and that accountability um, is really, really important. And if you do all those three things, I know it's a lot of work. Everybody only wants to pick one. I hear it all the time. Well, I could do one. I'm going to counseling, Jim. Why isn't it all better? Well, what are you doing with your spiritual life? Nothing. Do you have an accountability partner? No way. Well, that's why it's not getting better. Right. We right. have to do all of it. Right. And a part of that accountability that you and I have spoken about often here is having a filtration software on all of your computers, tablets, phones. And we highly recommend uh, utilizing covenanteyes.com. That's covenanteyes.com. It gives you that level of accountability uh, that is so important on devices. And all your kids, we should all have this on our devices because the pornography is out there. It's especially targeting men and young children as well. First time exposure for pornography is really between the ages of 8 and 12 today. That number is growing younger and younger. So it's really important. But Jim, you were mentioning just a moment ago, confession. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. You said that second level of that three-prong approach, those three pillars of healing. Uh, the second one includes that spiritual uh, healing and revival. You mentioned confession. I'm so glad you did because Praise the Lord, we are Catholic. Whatever wound, whatever sin, whatever thing you're struggling with as a single person, married, whatever it might be, 
we can be healed by the blood of the lamb. The grace of the sacrament is so powerful. I went to confession this morning. I was skipping, hopping, and had this levity about me coming home to start my day with my family. It's so important that we are going to confession, especially especially when we're dealing with something that is a real vice, a real sin, maybe a mortal sin, maybe a venial sin, that we're confessing that. Uh, Jim, I know you've seen this in your own life and with the people you're working with. Just a word or two of encouragement for people who might be scared away from going to confession, but also maybe have received bad advice in confession before on the topic Mm. of sexual immorality. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you mentioned Covenant Eyes, so I just want to let your listeners know, if they plug in the promo code Integrity30, they'll get a free 30-day trial for Covenant Eyes to test it out for themselves and their family. Highly recommend it. Um, when it comes to confession, what a gift, as you said. Thank God we're Catholic that we have this incredible sacrament of mercy. And, you know, so many people talk to me, men and women uh, who are struggling with pornography or, or other sexual sin, and they're so embarrassed to go to confession. And they're so scared of what's the priest going to say? Well, first of all, they've heard it all already. Nothing you say, I promise you, is going to shock them. And they're sitting there in persona Christi. You're speaking Jesus, the divine physician, the great healer. Forget about the priest, the human. Think about Christ, our Savior. He wants to forgive you. He's just waiting for you to ask for. So it's such a powerful, powerful sacrament. Now, one of the problems with it, though, uh, particularly around the issue of pornography, is in all fairness, in all honesty, you know, our priests haven't really been trained in this. This is a human dimension. (laughs) Yeah, it's a relatively new phenomenon. Pornography used to be difficult to, to obtain. Now it's accessible, affordable, and anonymous. So... It's a huge problem, and priests hear it all the time. And, you know, not all of them are equipped. And I, I often hear from people that have said to me, well, I, got, I, I went and I confessed. And Father said to me, well, say three Hail Marys and don't do it again. It doesn't work, Jim. And so our hope here at Integrity Restored is that we can keep training these priests and get more and more priests trained to know mm-hmm. that it takes the spiritual uh, remorse and truly a wholehearted desire to change, but it also takes other levels of support for most people to recover. And and the priest should be able to refer them to those support networks. Those resources for healing and address the Mm -hmm. gravity of that, that there's spiritual healing, but there's real human fallout that affects the soul and affects relationships. And I think that touches on how important it is as Catholics that we understand this important distinction. You mentioned that in confession, the priest is acting in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. It's Christ forgiving our sins. 
although working through that priest. And sometimes I think it's difficult to separate the healing balm of confession, those graces that are received, and separate that from the human counsel that can be received in confession. And I've talked especially to college-age boys and men where they've gone to confess pornography addictions and the priest has said, well, you didn't cheat on your wife. You didn't have sexual relations or maybe said, well, you're not married, right? And they said, yeah, I'm not married. Okay, well, then you didn't commit adultery and have sent them mm. on their way. Praise the Lord. Again, the priest is acting in persona, Christi. You are forgiven for your sins, but the bad counsel at times of a priest uh, can lead um, men and women uh, in a baffled place of confusion or sometimes astray as well. But I think deep down in our hearts, especially when we go to confession, we know, especially because we've just received that grace, when something isn't sitting well, we can either take that poor advice and use it to justify behavior or we can say, you know what? That wasn't right, but I received the healing balm and grace of reconciliation. And we know innately, and especially through forming our consciences and looking to what the church teaches, uh, what is right and what is wrong. Okay, Timory, so put on your purple stole. I'm going to tell you a confession story. Years and years and years ago, when I was a young guy, I went to confession. Hadn't been in a long time. I went to confession, and I, cons I confessed the sin of masturbation. And the priest said to me, why are you confessing that? I said, because it's a sin, Father. He goes, ah, no, that's no big deal. Now, here's the problem. I knew he was wrong. But, boy, that was a great excuse for me, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? And I knew, yes. I just knew, I knew enough. I mean, I wasn't really back. My conversion wasn't, com or my reversion wasn't complete, but I knew enough. But still, Father said, good enough for me. And that happens far too often. So, yes, as Catholics, there is also a responsibility. When something's not sitting right, find the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And the reality the is priest your is, conscience is... Yeah, go ahead. The, the priest is acting in persona Christi. The grace of the sacrament is 100%. That doesn't change. But he doesn't know everything either. Mm -hmm. And so, your God-given I mean, conscience is taking you to confession. And if you were taking yeah. something to confession, the likelihood that what you committed wasn't a sin or there isn't some culpability for you... It's very unlikely that that, that would be it's the case. And so, again, unlikely. if you're taking something to confession and you're being told, oh, that's not a sin, that's, a, I think, a pretty good red flag to question that wisdom in that moment. And I know, Jim, it's such a hard topic to talk about, you know, some of it where we're expecting that spiritual guidance. Well, remember, there's a human dimension in every single one of us as we're trying to live out our vocation in life, our responsibility, and separating out the healing grace of the sacrament from sometimes that human counsel is so important. Jim, what you are doing at Integrity Restore, we are so grateful for. We've mentioned a lot of resources, integrityrestore.com, to heal from sexual traumas, from um, especially sexual addictions and pornography addiction, as well as healing from betrayal trauma, Bloom for Catholic Women. You have coaching programs, resources. Check them out, bloomforcatholicwomen.com, Integrity Restored. We're posting all of these resources on social media, 
just follow me at Timmerie, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E, or relevantradio.com forward slash trending where the podcast is available. And you can listen to this and share it, especially if you know someone who's going through betrayal trauma themselves. You're listening to Trending with Timmerie here on Relevant Radio. I'll be right back. This hour is sponsored by Solidarity HealthShare. Join thousands who choose ethical and affordable health care. Go to catholichealthshare.com. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I want to talk about fidelity and sticking it out in marriage. Quite the controversy in celebrity world lately you know the singer maroon five the lead singer adam levine has been accused by multiple women of cheating cheating on his wife model bahati prince lu they got married if you don't know back in 2014 they have two little girls and their third baby is cooking right now i mentioned earlier when we were talking about betrayal trauma what is it what are the symptoms how to heal incredible stories of healing in marriages and stronger marriages even after the devastation of everything from sexual addiction to betrayal trauma. But I want to talk a little bit about this specific story. Adam Levine and wife Bahati Prince Lou. I am fascinated by the story. If you don't know much about their marriage, it's actually been really captivating. We've been watching some of the interviews of model Bahati Prince Lou talking about their relationship and their marriage and their children. They actually have talked about hoping to have five children. They're very, what would seem very open to life. You know, I don't know a ton about them individually but when they're asked you know, oh I bet you really want boys and that's specifically want what you want next but Hottie Prince Lou almost corrects interviewees in past interviews saying we're open to any child that comes and you know we we hope for a healthy child but you know boy girl this openness that she talks about you know whatever happens in terms of how many children they have there is a beauty in that conversation that has happened in the past from Bahati, Bahati Prince Lu about children, about that openness uh, that they seem to have to life and having a large family and even just the joy in interviews. There was an interview from last year as they were celebrating just over eight years of marriage of her talking uh, so adoringly about her husband and how important it is for them as a couple to be good and strong so that they could be good and strong for their girls. And so then to come out over the last week as Bahati Prince Lou is carrying Adam Levine's child and she's pregnant and all of the hormones and emotions and needs that come with pregnancy, my heart has just been struck for her as these accusations of cheating have been made so public. Now, if you followed some of the story, what happened is Instagram model Sumner Stroh actually came out and made a viral TikTok video and publicly claiming a year-long affair with Adam Levine and she even posts screenshots of Instagram messages with him and claims that he exploited her and the story goes on and on what ends up coming out is in the midst of these accusations it, it actually happens that Adam Levine takes publicly this over the last few days to Instagram and he said a lot is being said about me right now and I want to clear the air he said I use poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner he also said in certain instances it became inappropriate he said I've addressed that 
and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. He said, my wife and family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will never make it again. I take full responsibility. We will get through it and we will get through it together. It's been made very clear by Admiral Levine along with his wife, Model Bahati Prinsloo, that they want to stick it out. Adam Levine does not want to get divorced. They want to make everything work. And I think this story, while it's extremely public, is also a fantastic witness to fidelity in marriage to sticking it out even in the worst of worst circumstances we're talking earlier with jim o'day the executive director of integrity restored about betrayal trauma what a woman experiences infidelity that a man might go through whether it be an emotional affair or physical affair pornography however it works out and how that's disassociated from the spouse and how it is associated i hope you'll listen to the full podcast if you've not been with us relevantradio.com forward slash trending to catch the episode wherever you listen to podcasts but what This couple very keenly watched in the public eye right now are showing an example of is, yes, something terrible that Adam Levine did. He made it very clear he denies any physical cheating accusations, but does admit to inappropriate conversations that were had and that went too far with women. But he wants to fix it, and so does his wife. They want to come together and make this all work. They've both spoken publicly about working on this. And it's a testament to two things. I think, one, to the fidelity that we are all called to in marriage, especially as Catholics. We know that there's no such thing as divorce in the Catholic Church. There's an annulment, which means that the church will take into review a marriage that is in crisis or where the partners have separated on their own, but the church has to determine whether or not that is a valid marriage or not, and whether or not you are culpable for remaining faithful to your vows, even if perhaps separated, and repairing or doing what you can to live out still the fact that you're married to that spouse, even if not together or together. And so, again, there's no such thing as divorce within the Catholic Church. And what this means is that cheating isn't a justification for annulment within the church it has to be made null from the beginning of the marriage recognizing that there wasn't a marriage here to begin with and yet we live in a culture where the idea is well i've been betrayed i I can't trust this person again i'm there's a brokenness there's a huge chasm between the two of us but adam levine and model bahati prince are showing the example right now and i pray for them i hope you really will pray for this couple and their their three children as they work through it because there are stories of impossible marriages redeemed in fact layla miller has been a guest here on trending we're going to post a link on social media to the episode she edited the book impossible marriages redeemed about marriages that were on the brink of utter and complete collapse but in the grace and faith of god marriages have made it through and as Jim O'Day was telling us earlier here on trending coming out stronger at times than ever before and this is the testament to fidelity in marriage this is the testament to accountability Adam Levine had inappropriate conversations with women while married to his wife that's something that can easily be done by any of us anyone could be guilty of this Sometimes it's a moment where you recognize the other person is flirting and you have the responsibility to not flirt back 
or to end any attentions or conversation might, that might be occurring because of temptation for you or temptation on the other side. It means putting ourselves in check, having that level of self-awareness, honesty, and honesty, integrity, accountability. These are the things that we're called to a marriage. And this speaks to, we were talking earlier about confession and confession and marriage. This is why we need the grace of the sacraments fortify us and build us in our vocations that we are living out. And remember, you will be chased inside your marriage if you are chased outside of your marriage. Fight for that virtue of chastity and ask our Lord to bestow that upon you so that we can have integrity in our relationships.